Hello and welcome to Culture Watch, a podcast of Speaking for Him. My name is Andrew Gomison and I am your host for this weekly look through the world of news and current events from a biblical perspective. And so I'm very excited that you have decided to listen and I hope that this has been a blessing to you. If you have any feedback on this episode or any other episodes that are produced by my ministry, please reach out with the contact information that's about to roll at the end of the show. With that being said, let's jump into the news for the week of October 30th. We start out today with the wonderful news of a new Speaker of the House in Washington, D.C. I am thrilled with the choice of Mike Johnson as the Speaker of the House. I will say that I was a bit nervous when all this began taking place. I know that I had said that I did not feel at the time that McCarthy had to be replaced, and I still kind of feel that way, but I'm excited about the man of character that Mike Johnson appears to be in this early going. He seems to be a man who is grounded uh, in his faith and that his faith in the Lord Jesus motivates the things he has done and will do as speaker. Uh, so here is the first of two clips I have today from his first speech as the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. This is a, a beautiful country. It's the beauty of America that allows a, a firefighter's kid like me to come here and serve in this sacred chamber where great men and women have served before all of us and strive together to build and then preserve what Lincoln did refer to as the last best hope of man on earth. We stand at a very dangerous time. I'm stating the obvious. We all know that. The world is in turmoil. But a strong America is good for the entire world. We we are the beacon of freedom, and we must preserve this grand experiment in self-governance. It still is. We're only 247 years into this grand experiment. We don't know how long it will last. But we do know that the founders to take the founders told us to take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is very clear that that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. And, And I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it, and to ensure that our republic remains standing as the great beacon of light and hope and freedom in a world that desperately needs it. It was in 1962, in 1962, that that our national motto, In God We Trust, was adorned above this rostrum. And if you look at the little uh, guide that they give uh, tourists and constituents who come and and, and visit the house, if you turn in there to about page 14 in the middle of that guide, it tells you the history of this. 
And it says very simply, these words were placed here above us. This motto was placed here as a rebuke of the Cold War era philosophy of the Soviet Union. That philosophy was Marxism and communism, which begins with the premise that there is no God. This is a critical distinction that is also articulated in our nation's birth certificate. We know the language well, the famous second paragraph that we used to have children memorize in school, and and they don't do that so often anymore, but they should. G.K. Chesterton was the famous British philosopher and statesman, and he said one time, America is the only nation in the world that is founded upon a creed. And he said it's listed with almost theological lucidity in the Declaration of Independence. What is our creed? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, not born equal, created equal. And they are endowed by the, the same inalienable rights, with the same inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That is the, that is the creed that has animated our nation since its founding, that has made us the great nation that we are. I think this clip shows a solid understanding that Mike has that he is above all a public servant, that he was sent there to Washington, ultimately by God to serve the American people and help preserve this nation, the last best hope on earth. And I really appreciated this refreshing perspective. There's nothing arrogant about this. There's nothing power grabby about this. There's just a desire to get back to the basics of living in appreciation for what we have as an American society. And I like what he said here about in God we trust and how that model was chosen for America and placed in the Congress for the very purpose of fighting against a communist attitude. And I think that our youth desperately and also our adults desperately need to get back to basics and realize where our country came from, how it was founded, because all of these people who are calling for communism to be a part of America do not understand what communism really is. And the fact that the reason that America is, as Reagan said, a shining city on a hill is because it refused to embrace communism and instead embraced liberty. Benjamin Franklin said that we were given a constitutional republic if we could keep it. And I'm glad that Mike Johnson has the attitude that we need to keep it. I'm glad that he sees the value in teaching our youth in our schools the founding documents upon which we are based, the basic rights that we've been given, the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so I am cautiously optimistic for the next year in American politics because we need to know that the strength of America comes from fully embracing our Judeo-Christian values. He continues in this second clip with more encouraging words. In his farewell address, President uh, Reagan 
uh, explained the secret of his rapport with people. And, and I like to paraphrase his explanation all the time. He said, you know, they call me the great communicator, but I really wasn't that. He said, I was just communicating great things, and they're the same great things that they've guided our nation since its founding. What are those great things? I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Those, those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are. And you and I today are the stewards of those principles. The things that have made us the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world. The things that have made us truly exceptional. In this time of great crisis, it is our duty to work together, as previous generations of great leaders have, to face these great challenges and solve these great problems. And I want to make this commitment to you, to my colleagues here and on the other side of the aisle as well. My office is going to be known for trust and transparency and accountability, for good stewardship of the people's treasure, for the honesty and integrity that is incumbent upon us, all of us, here in the people's house. Our system of government is not a perfect system. It's got a lot of challenges, but it is still the best one in the world, and we have an opportunity to preserve it. A couple things that I really liked about this clip is him talking about the seven core principles upon which America was founded. I like the fact that he quoted Reagan while at the same time being a little sad by that because as I've said over the years, as great as Reagan was as a president and a communicator, it is sad that we haven't had more people rise up like him and thus must always continuously point back at Reagan as the example to follow. I am hopeful that in generations to come, we will point back at Mike Johnson as someone with whom to follow. I will not be repeating all seven of these core principles, but I think it's significant that he talked about smaller government and human dignity, among others. This society cannot continue to exist as a beacon of hope so long as it embraces the idea that we can kill our own progeny. So we need to embrace this idea that all humans have dignity from the cradle to the grave. As I have said before, I believe there is room in this belief for capital punishment because human life is valuable. Therefore, someone who takes a human life should be punished accordingly. I also like the fact that he paraphrased the Reagan quote where Reagan said, people say I was a great communicator or am a great communicator, but the reality is I'm just a communicator communicating great things. And also how he finished up this clip and said, America's way of doing things and governing is not perfect. 
but it's but it is still the best rule of law in the world. And we have a great responsibility to preserve the liberty that is the United States of America. There is reason for great optimism here because of this appointment. And I urge you to pray for Mike Johnson and for his staff as they embark upon this important task of serving the American people. My dad read an article about Mr. Johnson where it was pointed out that one of his favorite books is called Lead Like Jesus. And he takes the mandate of following Jesus' example very seriously. He also prayed with some of his colleagues on the House floor immediately after giving this speech and making his introduction to those who had elected him. He was elected unanimously by the Republicans in the House. And so, as I said, there is great cause for optimism. And I'm so grateful for God's mercy to us. As you know, the Israeli-Palestine conflict rages on. And here in America, particularly in New York there was a very vocal protest this past week. Back with the Fox News Lord. Look at this. It's so embarrassing to be here and live here. The streets of New York City packed with pro-Palestinian, Hamas, anti-Israeli protesters. It happened again last night. It's just the latest demonstration as the ongoing conflict in Israel create divisions in big cities and college campuses across America. To the astonishment of many, Fox Business correspondent Linda Yu, Lydia Yu, is live in New York City with the latest. Lydia. Hi there, Brian. That's right. We saw hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters fill the street right here in front of the New York Stock Exchange. The NYPD says the protests grew to the size of roughly 2,000 as they marched their way through the financial district. And the Fox News has confirmed reports that the demonstration included the acts of burning an American flag. Now, the protests were here on Wall Street because they accused defense companies of profiting off the conflict. And they're demanding that the U.S. stop supporting Israel with military aid as President Biden pursues plans to send $14 billion to Israel. This protest was organized by a group called Within Our Lifetime. It is an anti-Zionist group which believes that Palestinians have the right to return to what they say is their homeland. Now, some like the Anti-Defamation League say that means this group wants to eliminate Israel. Take this, for example. On the same day that Hamas attacked Israel, within our lifetime, posted this to Instagram. We must support Palestinian resistance in all its forms, by any means necessary, with no exceptions and no fine print. Here's why pro Protesters say they joined the demonstration here yesterday. Watch. The uh, outrageous killing that is happening in Gaza uh, right now. The United States needs to somehow intervene on behalf of Palestinian people and say this is wrong. They're profiting off people dying. And Brian, we found other people watching on the sidelines in anger. Listen to this not about human rights it's not about freeing palestine they don't they don't understand the history 
Don't just follow the, the person that's following in front of you. Know what you're talking about. And anti-Israel protests continue on college campuses. There were clashes involving Tulane University students yesterday. Tulane University say three students were assaulted. Two people were arrested. Brian. Yeah, it got out of control. I saw that. Uh, I heard about that in Tulane. Cooper Union students suing because they were forced to lock themselves in a library. Do you know this, Lydia? They told Jewish people, Jewish New Yorkers in Brooklyn, don't go there, stay away. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock, there's a major demonstration against Israel in front of the Brooklyn Museum. As this conflict rages on and as people take sides, particularly for Palestine, I am reminded not simply of what the Bible says about praying for the peace of Jerusalem, but about the fact that the Israeli people have been under fire for much of world history. Remember that throughout the Bible, efforts were made to eliminate the Jewish people. The Pharaoh tried to eliminate the Jews when he said that every baby boy should be thrown into the river. And then we had all of the conflicts that the Jews had in the book of Judges and through the kings and how God allowed nations to conquer them and to have them captive because of their own disobedience. Then we saw Haman, who had a great desire to end the Jewish people, and Esther stepped in to fight to preserve her people. And Mordecai said, Might it be that you were placed here for such a time as this? Then, of course, in the 1930s, Adolf Hitler rose to power. And he had a mission of eliminating the Jews. And he eliminated over 6 million of them because he wanted to preserve for himself the most pure race possible. But none of these efforts conspired to eliminate the Jewish people. They are still here. They are still loved by God. They are still the apple of his eye. And no offensive taken up against them will succeed. We have Israel simply trying to defend their homeland against these heartless terrorists in Hamas. And yet we have clueless students who are not well versed in history, who are protesting Israel defending their homeland. We need to do a better job of teaching history to our young people. This whole event is the epitome of those who do not learn from history will be doomed to repeat it. These young people that are so bent on hating America need to perhaps find out what it's like to live elsewhere. And then they will realize how great America really is for freedom and liberty. I urge you to continue to pray 
for the peace of Jerusalem, for the protection and preservation of those in Israel. And I urge you to pray for the leaders of our country, that they will stand as allies to Israel, because we know from history that it doesn't bode well for those who fail to do so. I have one more story to share with you today, and that is a sad, tragic one. Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing on the hit NBC sitcom Friends for a decade, has passed away at the age of 54. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Brian Kilmeade, live, and I'm not in New York, but I am in New York State. Actor Matthew Perry has died. The beloved friend store was reportedly discovered dead in the jacuzzi of his L.A. area home this afternoon. Law enforcement sources told TMZ that first responders rushed to the address with the call first reported as a cardiac arrest. They went on to add that there were, drug, there were no drugs found at the scene and no foul play is suspected. Perry rose to fame, as we all know, playing fan favorite Chandler Bing for 10 seasons on the immensely popular 90 sitcom Friends. He had a long history of drug and alcohol abuse and opened up about his addiction in a memoir he published last year. Once again, uh, his beloved Friends actor Matthew Perry has died. Let's go out to Marianne Rafferty. Uh, Marianne Rafferty, she is with us uh, in New York. Marianne. Yeah, Brian, sad news to tell you about tonight. 54-year-old Matthew Perry, law enforcement sources saying that the actor was found dead at his house, apparently in a jacuzzi. The authorities stating that he did appear to have died of an accidental drowning. Now, emergency personnel also telling uh, TMZ that first responders uh, responded to a call reporting cardiac arrest at his house. Uh, They say no drugs were found at the scene. And right now they're investigating, but so far no foul play. Uh, is suspected either. Now, you may wonder why I'm covering this story. First of all, uh, it's all over social media. Everyone is talking about how much they appreciated his acting ability on the show Friends. And I've never actually actively watched the show, but I have seen many clips from him, and he was very funny. He had great comedic timing, and he was very good at what he did. But as often happens with the death of a celebrity, there are a myriad of posts that say simply, rest in peace, Matthew. And I want to be very clear here that this celebrity death, along with any death that we experience, should drive us to question our mortality. There was a passage that was pointed out from Matthew Perry's book that he published last year that said that he had a powerful, life-changing experience with God and that God delivered him from his addiction. But missing from that story was any mention of Jesus Christ. In our culture, it is acceptable and even sometimes considered cool to mention God to acknowledge God, to thank God for the things that he has done or the ways that he has helped you. But when we mention Jesus, that's too specific for most people. 
I'm here to remind you that in Acts 4.12 we read, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is the earnest desire of my heart that Matthew Perry is truly resting in peace in heaven. But I don't know what he did with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is a question that all of us have to ask and answer. What will we do with the Lord Jesus Christ? That was actually the question that drove me to make a decision for the Lord as a five-year-old kid when my grandfather died and I didn't know where his permanent destination was because I didn't know what his decision regarding the Lord Jesus was. And I knew at that time that I needed to make sure that I was right with the Lord and ready to go to my eternal home, heaven. So may this death of Matthew Perry be something that will cause us to consider our mortality for two reasons. Number one, to come to the place of finally making a decision for God through the Lord Jesus Christ if we have not done so. And number two, a time to rededicate our lives to serving the Lord to the best of our ability, not knowing how much time we will have. When you read the stories about Matthew, it becomes apparent that he had no idea that this would be his last day on earth. He went and played pickleball, and then after he spent a couple hours playing pickleball, he then spent some time in his jacuzzi where, presumably, he passed away. In a split second, he passed from this life to the next. We never know when we will pass from this life to the next. So it is incumbent upon us to trust the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can say with Paul, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That is my sincere prayer for each and every one of you who is listening. That's about all I have time for this week, but I hope that you will have a wonderful week. I hope that if you have been encouraged by this episode of Culture Watch, that you will pass it on to your family and friends, and that you will, above all, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 